Hello, welcome to listeners joining us today. I'm really pleased to be joined by Marcus Jones of the Premier Group, and he'll say a little bit about what he does in a moment. Um, thank you for joining us again on the podcast. Please do have a look around the rest of the Ponderings site uh, as we seek to look at what's happening, what's happening with the church today and where things can be going. Um, no experts here, just fellow travellers. So my travelling companion, companion, companion today is Marcus Jones. Marcus, tell us a little bit about your role and, uh, and what you're up to at the moment. Great. Well, firstly, thanks um, for inviting me um, on. Um, appreciate that. And I'm glad you introduced it by saying we're not experts because I uh, very much uh, don't feel like a, a, an expert on a number of things that we're going to talk about. But this is kind of my world. Um, so uh, like you said, I'm from uh, Premier Christian um, media group uh, we run premier christian radio which many might be aware of as well as premier christianity magazine and uh, the website premierchristian.news uh, as well as a host of other different digital products podcasts um etc so my role is director of news and digital so news uh, keeping across events um in the uk and, and uh, fields we say that we bring news from a christian perspective so we're always monitoring um what's happening within the church as well as kind of the the wider um, uh, church across the world, places of persecution and things like that. Um, so that's kind of the news side of the role. And then on the digital side of the role, um, uh, I oversee kind of our, our podcasts, our websites, our social media to ensure that we're kind of growing an audience and engaging that audience with really strong Christian content. And Marcus, do you want to say a little something about your own kind of residential situation? What what you, you and uh, your wife and family are doing might just be interesting for people to get a, a you know his the kind of media mogul on one side and and uh, the kind of feet dirty on the other. Yeah, I mean, for probably the probably the past decade, really, um, uh, God has been challenging us as a family as to um, where he uh, would wish us to serve. And uh, we have a, a strong feeling that there are certain parts of our country that uh, have been abandoned by the church. Um, we know that the Church of England invests a lot more money in uh, affluent areas than poorer areas. We know the Church of England is, is looking to change that, um, but for all too often, um, people in poorer areas, poorer communities across our country um, uh, have less access to church than others. So um, we, um, as a family, have moved uh, into a council estate in West London, um, just looking to bring a bit of God, a bit of Christ into that community to show love to our neighbours and uh, hopefully through the relationships that we um, uh, build uh, that from there we will be able to introduce um, Christ to those people. So um, on a journey we've been here for three years and really loving it, loving the people, loving um, the opportunities that God's given us. Well I, I think uh... What you're doing there in West London is, is probably worthy of a, a podcast all in itself. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, uh, you're the only person I know who's who's uh, managed to bring donkeys into uh, evangelistic settings. So, it will, <laughs> but we'll 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 pick up on that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a Christmas version because uh, mm. pick up on that version at some point. But tell me a little bit about. I mean, obviously, you're. Lots of people are aware, we're very much aware of COVID and lockdowns and all that kind of 
uh, all that kind of stuff. But of course, there's a, there's a broader context as well, things that, that we've spoken about before, whether it be a kind of post-Brexit Britain and, and the, the, the turmoil of stuff happening in politics and all the, you know, it kind of seems like a, a distant memory now, but, but there is a context that we've not long ago had the Hartlepool by-election, which uh, went to the Conservative Party, which is a bit of a surprise that, that a sitting government and, and a Conservative government should win that seat. So we are in different times and it's not just this, this COVID period, it's been before that. So uh, to try and bunch that as a huge question, what, what do you think is happening in the UK? Uh, how do you think, and how do you think the church is placed to respond to that? Or how should the church be placed to respond to that? Well, I think the word for me is polarisation. And I think certainly uh, over the past um, decade, you know, certainly um, in the UK, but also across the world, really, we're seeing um, further divides uh, between the normal person on the street. Um, you know, we've always had in politics a right and a left. We've also ha uh, had within, you know, theological circles, we've had the, the conservative and the, and the liberal. Um, but it seems to me that um, these, uh, these lines are being stretched. Um, Brexit was, was huge. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's no point revisiting the, the old wounds as it were. Um, but you are either an ardent uh, Brexiteer or you're an uh, ardent um, Remainer in, in Europe. There wasn't really much in between. And um, it was either you are with me or you're against me. That's how the uh, the referendum was was pitted. Um, likewise, in America, we've seen the, the, you know, the rise of Trump. And again, um, this kind of strange situation where we are no longer allowing ourselves to see another person's point of view. You know, there are evangelical Christians who um, I, I know, and I'm sure you know, uh, Daniel, who are strong supporters of Donald Trump. And here uh, across the Atlantic are thinking, we're thinking, what on earth are you doing? But there's a reason why they, they think those things. And I, I think sometimes, um, uh, I think, well, I think all, all too often, we've now got to the place where we are kind of, you know, no longer accepting anyone else's point of view. We, we're just kind of, you know, being a little bit too narrow-minded. And, and I say that, you know, about myself and constantly trying to challenge myself uh, to ensure that we're listening to other points of view. And so, so that's, for me, the polarisation has, has been a, a big thing. At Brexit, we've got the Scottish independence referendum, which is going to come back again, isn't it? And that is going to polarise again even more. And I think the church sits in the middle of this and, and it has its own kind of polarization battles the issue of sexuality dogs the church at the moment you know every quarter of the church um is uh you know in, in the middle of that and and then you've got other issues which um you know even sees christians you know not turning against each other but questioning each other um and and you know the, the bible and the new testament speaks so often of unity and the need for us to be in relationship together and 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 for me that's where we need to be um, but it's so often where we're not. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the challenge, I think, for us at the moment. Do you see, and this may be unfair to ask um, of someone involved in news, but do you see an issue with Christians and the church where far too often the agenda is set by what is happening in the media rather than, uh, I'm trying to think of a better way, but rather than a kind of a more prophetic 
point of interest. We often see with Jesus that he was asked one question, but seemed to give an answer to a different question. Uh, and we see that throughout the Bible, that kind of, do you see that as a, uh, as an issue? And, and if so, what are the questions or what are the things that we should be getting worked up about rather than maybe the, the things which are most uh, people are mostly getting polarized about? Yeah. I mean, look, my view of faith is really simplistic and okay. you, you'll have heard this phrase uh, before, but you know, to follow Christ is to, to love God and love people. That's it. That's, that, that's, you know, very simple. Um, and obviously there is much more nuance to that that you can uh, go into. But um, for me, I try to come back to that as, as often as I possibly can. And when you look at the church across the country, um, is it loving people and is it, you know, loving God? And, and you can say yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, what we've seen throughout the pandemic has been massively encouraging to see the church step, step up um, and to, to fill the, the gap of, um, of, of poverty in this country, people who've lost jobs, people who've been struggling, the way it's kind of supported people in their communities. It's been fantastic uh, to see. And I think the church is rightly getting praise for that. Um, which is encouraging and I know the work that uh, Faith Action have been doing um, around uh, that area has been really encouraging to see um, and then on, on the side of, of loving God you know we've in the pandemic as well we've had to learn to do faith differently you know we've been uh, sent out of our buildings um, but our God is still the same and we've had to learn to to meet in community but also with him in different ways um so i think that's been encouraging to see but i do um uh, worry i think mainly i guess on a, on a national church level that when church kind of gets um pulled from pillar to post in regards to what's going on our, in our world and um you know whether it's um what church of england schools should be doing or you know the the latest debate um going on within the catholic church surrounding abuse or sexuality or um uh, how the church responds to conflicts around the world um you know they are often led uh, by external forces often the media um and i think the more the church can be known for loving people and loving god uh, the better chance that we have in terms of growing as a, a body of, uh, of of Christians and uh, the less that we can be known for being you know um, anti-gay anti-women anti-whatever which tends to be the accusations that get mm -hmm. uh, thrown uh, at Christians all too often yeah that's that's really interesting let let me just flip to I, I know that you did a little bit of a kind of uh, church hopping visit uh, early in lockdown uh, something which I promised myself to do but um, <laughs> have not got to it as much as I thought I would do um, what would you say is happening I mean I, I know that you did that a while ago but you probably got a feel what's happening in in the church today in in terms of well in terms of the loving god loving people but also in terms of the expressions of church and relationship and community what what do you see happening and what do you think should happen yeah so to give the context when we first went into to lockdown um uh, and the first couple of weeks i just uh, went along to um uh, the church that i i attend in um in west london and and it was fine you know enjoyed it we had a, a service which was uh, streamed on youtube um 
And, you know, at, at the start, it was all very novel, all very exciting. But I, I kind of I wanted to see what other people were doing, just, you know, from a um, personal perspective, but also from a work perspective. So what I did was um, I went on a journey of visiting every church that I'd um, attended for any period of time in my life. So went back to the church that I grew up in as a, as a child and then went to a church that when we moved from uh, South Wales to Coventry, where I attended as a teenager, to a different church I attended at university um, and then some other churches kind of that I'd kind of journeyed with um, along the way. And, and, and that was really encouraging just to check in and, and see what they were up to. And I think there certainly was a level of excitement around this new way of doing church uh, back then. And uh, since the start of the pandemic, you know, I've been dipping into various other churches uh, that I'm aware of, some of the perhaps bigger churches, just to see what, what they're doing. And, and I think to some degree, the excitement has, has, uh, leveled off a little bit uh, I think um, it, it's gone from excitement to then just becoming the norm and when things become the norm they tend to I guess um, dampen a little bit I guess that would be my um, experience of it but I do think certainly in the last few months of lockdown we we have the excitement of people coming back out um, of lockdown and back into church buildings and back to some sort of normality which is great to see but I think the challenge um, now for the churches, the church will undoubtedly have lost people over the last year. Uh, you know, if if you think you're going to go back to your church and everyone's going to be there, you know, think again. They're not. Um, I, I, you know, especially worry for the um, uh, younger generations as well, who, who've kind of um, routine is really important, isn't it? When you're a, a teenager or a young adult, and when you get out of that routine, um, getting back into it is going to be uh, difficult. But but also we've got this. Um, idea of the, of the hybrid church you know the the needs to um to meet people where they are and some people are desperate to come back into the building and some people couldn't think of anything worse than getting back into the building so how does the church meet both of those needs and i think there's some excitement around what that looks like and moving forward and i'm excited to see um uh, what that might look like because i do think it has provided a great opportunity to um you know to 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 meet new audiences it's really hard to get somebody through a church door you know, to you know, I'm sure those listening will have friends who you might have invited to to events or to a Sunday service, and, and it can be really difficult. But actually, um, you know, sharing a link on your social media feeds, um, you know, a, a friend might just spot that and go, oh, "I'll just check that out for five minutes," and that five minutes becomes ten, and that ten minutes becomes uh, an hour. So that there there have been evangelistic opportunities that come about, and, and I really hope that the church as a whole doesn't kind of just lose that and just go back to the the way that it was doing things but you know constantly is um is looking at new ways to engage with their audiences and just one one quick story i've got a a friend who is part of a leadership team of a church up in the northeast and um they spent five pounds um uh, money on facebook advertising for their um church events and they saw their church numbers go up from about a hundred um that they would normally get in the church building to a thousand people watching their stream on facebook so five pound of facebook advertising got them that reach and and you know they haven't been able to keep that uh, thousand people over the whole of lockdown but it just shows that the um the opportunities uh, that we have to to meet with new people in our community you know facebook you can target your advertising on geography so you can say you know put in the postcode and you can uh advertise to the the local people around your church and there'll be people who walk past your church every single day and never go in the door but they might click on a link if they see it on facebook 
Yeah, no, that's really interesting insight. One of our other um, contributors, um, Paul Lloyd, talked about the two wings of church, and he he said um, he felt that the the wing of meeting in the courts, the kind of the the court of the temple, the 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 corporate meeting of the church, had be, been overdeveloped, and the the other thing that we're, that's talked about in Acts is the meeting from home to home, that kind of the more personal thing was an underdeveloped uh, thing. And he felt that to some extent that, that this was an opportunity to, to, to kind of to balance that. And a lot of the conversations I then had in the early the times were very much about that. Now, obviously you, you have made a dynamic uh, decision to move and, and live within a community and that kind of thing. Do you see that, there is going to be almost a reset to normal that again, the focus will become the kind of Sunday for want of better term, almost the consumed church. And I know some of that has been like that online as well. Or do you think there is a growing hunger for real relationship, real community and something much more genuine? So even before the pandemic, I was starting to think about um, the, the future of the church. And I've got a strong feeling that, um, you know, we're going to see the death of the the middle church, the church of 100 members. Right. So you've got on one hand, you've got the the, the large church, the mega church, you know, the, the churches that have you know over 200 people, the, the sort of church that you can go to on a Sunday morning. You can sit on the back row. You can arrive at one minute past 11 and leave at one minute past 12 and not talk to anybody. Right. Um but then you also, on the other hand, you have the, the smaller church, maybe the, the church that has no more than 50 members, where everyone knows everybody. And right. if you walk into that church, you'll have at least three people come and ask you who you are, what, what you're doing, and yeah. you'll probably get invited to lunch. And um, you've got two po- polar opposites there. And I think there is room for both. I think consumer-driven church um, is something that's you know really important for, for you know, certainly in the UK, large numbers of Christians um you know faith is important to them but it 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 may just be a sunday morning service and they'll they'll turn up they'll get fed and then they'll they'll go out and then for the the small portion of people and faith you know has is intertwined in everything that they do and you know that idea of uh, of journeying uh through faith and life in a in a small community is is really important but then you've got this middle group of about 100 people I, I i feel you're gonna have some people in that 100 who are really committed and then therefore they will fall into the small um church category but as that um committed group becomes more intense you might have some of that church that says actually that's not for me and i need to go to the the larger church where i can consume right. but i'm not um uh, too involved so that that would be you know i'm, I'm not one for making predictions or anything and, and like i started I'm, I'm by no means an expert but that's how you know, I think the direction that we're going with with church, and I don't think it's a huge problem. You know, I, I think um, you, you could say, you know, we want people to be really, um, you know, infused about their faith and, and have it kind of running in, in every part of their life. Um, and I think that's what you get from a house church when you're really committed, you're journeying together, you're challenging each other, um, you're learning from each other. Um, but that, it, that just doesn't work for everybody. And I think we have to accept that. And I think that's why, um, you know, mega churches do what they do and, and, and they do a good job in, in terms of feeding somebody. That's very interesting. Well, I know that you have to race off to uh, proclaim the news 
um, and hopefully occasionally the good news. Uh, and um, so we'll, we'll call things to a close there. Thank you for those joining us. Do make sure you check out the website, www.ponderings.org.uk. And, uh, and do have a, a poke and see what uh, Marcus is up to. Marcus, what email, or sorry, what web address should they uh, look at if they're to look at what you're up to? We've got various different um, products, but premierchristian.news is um, where my main work um, is, you know, news from a Christian perspective, news which informs you about what's going on in your world, but also equips you to pray. Every story on our website is accompanied by a prayer. Um, so check it out, premierchristian.news. Great. Thank you very much. And looking forward to getting your feedback and hearing from you. Do drop us a line. Um, and, uh, and yes, uh, God bless you. Let's see what happens next.